Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and as always, I'm joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful East podcast. You can call us using the Peaceful East hotline, which we absolutely love, and leave us your ideas, questions, comments, anything you want to share with Ela. That number is 424-625-5562. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com. That's our email address. And for all things Peaceful East, you can visit peacefulease.com. That is the online home of Peaceful East. Ela, it's so great to be back with you. How are you today? I'm good, Mario, especially our last episode with Barbara. I'm really excited to discuss today's topic. Before we get into today's topic, let's just say, you know, you had two great interviews with Barbara, and then you have a couple more interviews coming up after this. I mean, you've been busy out talking with people, getting new perspectives, doing the whole interview tour, which is something near and dear to my heart because with my podcast, I do interviews almost every day. So I love the conversations. Tell us a little bit about your experiences with interviews. Oh, I really like it. I think, you know, my father was a journalist, so it's in my blood. I love asking questions and finding out about people's own journeys as well as like what they kind of stand for. And our next guest is a very special guest for me because, you know, I've been talking about internal family systems for months and months now. And I've been implementing it on myself, reading books about it. It's been, I think, one of the most life-changing things for me after meditation, perhaps is the second. And it's so nice that we are going to have a guest specialized in internal family systems. So I'm super excited about our next two episodes. And if you haven't heard the last two episodes, please go back and listen to Barbara, where we talk about sex and relationships and allowance and permission. And this episode is like going to be a little link to that too, because when Barbara mentioned allowance versus like permission, I was really intrigued by that. So I looked it up and we shared the episode notes for the previous episodes with you where there are relevant YouTube videos. But it made me think about saying no more often. And I did some research and today's topic is why to say no. Yeah, I love the topic because a lot of people do have trouble saying no or they have conflicting feelings within themselves saying no to other people for certain things. Before we get onto that topic, though, because you have interviews coming up the next couple of episodes, I just wanted to take a quick minute, whether you celebrate or not, I just wanted to offer a Merry Christmas to you, Ela, because it is coming up in just a few days. So I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates in the audience and Merry Christmas to you as well, because it is a festive time of year. So I just wanted to 
make sure we touched on that before moving on to today's topic. Yeah, absolutely. And Christmas is like my favorite time of the year because I'm in Switzerland and then the snow and the mountains and the Christmas trees and the family together and these dinners. So I'm really happy that you mentioned that, brought it up. I was so excited with our interviews. So yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. And we are almost there, 2020, coming soon. It is. It's been a jam-packed year. It's been so much fun. And I love the holidays and I love everything about this time of year. So yeah, Merry Christmas to one and all. And today that leads us right into today's topic, which is practicing saying no. So why do you think, Ela, first and foremost, it's so difficult for some people to say no? Good question. I think culturally, we are conditioned not to be selfish. And this is the dilemma in the West. So on the one hand, we are encouraged to want good lives for ourselves, you know, a good job, a good, you know, a nice family, you know, to be healthy and all. But on the other hand, we are like, okay, don't be selfish. And I think we struggle with the balance here. Like what is the right balance for each and all of us to be wanting to have good things, a good life, and yet not being selfish. And I think this dilemma plays a big role on us not being able to say no, maybe as often as we are supposed to. So let's talk about, you know, saying no. To me, saying no is just as important as being able to say yes, because you have to have that balance. You have to be able to say no to the things that aren't going to serve you or aren't going to serve other people or you genuinely may not want to participate in or be part of, but you have to also be willing and able to say yes to not only the things you want to do, but to the things that you believe are going to take you to the next level in certain areas that you desire to get there. So, I mean, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing those whole things. But for a lot of us, we tend to be conditioned to say yes, 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 yes to everything and then try to make it work later. But that's not always the best policy, is it? No. And I think we feel like most of the time, unless we have a really good excuse to say no, then we must say yes. And I know culturally, we generally give an excuse. Like if somebody invites you for dinner, you don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, even though you could. And it's it's not rude. You could phrase it in a way that won't be rude. But we feel like we have to offer an excuse. We have to have a reason to say no. But we don't have to have that reason when we say yes, do we? So there's this bias about saying no, about like no being a bad thing again. But no's really not negative, is it? It's our own internal judgment of it or our own internal bias towards it. Yes, just like emotions. We talk about emotions in the past a lot on the show. And you were very adamant about emotions not being positive or negative. It's the way that we view them that makes them positive or negative. And I think yes and no are very similar. Yeah. And every time you say no, we are saying yes to something else. So that opens up opportunities. But then vice versa, every time we say yes to something that we don't really want to do, we are saying no to things that we really care. So if we go to a dinner party or something, and then we really didn't want to do that, but it's our friend's birthday party, we felt like we were obliged to go and stuff. We are saying no to the things that we really needed to do or wanted to do. And everyone is doing this kind of thing all the time, these little sacrifices here and there. 
And I think if we could all agree that everyone has the right to ask anyone anything, but then anyone has the equal right to say no without giving any reason, I think the world would be a kind of better place. Everyone would be more clear about where they stand, what they want to do, and what they don't really want to do about their choices. And there would be less guilt floating around. I agree 110%. And I would almost argue that at times, it's more empowering to say no than it is to say yes. Just like, and I'll give you a quick example from my own life because I own and operate a business. And I've told people that, you know, other clients and such who are trying to do similar things that for me in the sales process, it's almost if I talk to someone who wants to pay for my services or be part of my business, but I know it's not a good fit, it's more empowering for me to tell them, hey, this isn't a good fit than it is for me to take their money and try to figure it out because I know that's not serving anyone. So that instance of saying no is actually more empowering to me when I get to do that than it is for me to say yes and try to figure it out. So I think that saying no, to, that's one example, but to little things in life can actually be more empowering because it allows you to be crystal clear on the, what you really want. And when you say yes to the things that are going to help you get to where you really want, you're going to see more progress. It's going to give you better feelings about yourself and about the situations in general. And I think it just leads to better things overall. Yeah, it's a form of self-care. I really believe that saying no when one needs to say no, wants to say no, being honest to yourself and being honest to the other person, not turning up to that dinner party while you're thinking about work at home. You know, it's like really a form of self-care. And the problem is generally when people can't say no, they assume everybody else is struggling with it. So they feel terrible when it comes to asking for help because they think, okay, if I ask for help, well, the other person can't say no and the other person would be obliged to help me and I would be a burden. So it goes hand in hand for most of us that if we struggle to say no, we assume everybody's struggling to say no and that that stops us from asking for help when we need to. Well, another thing I've seen happen is when someone is very clear and is able to say yes or no, and they say no and don't give a reason to someone who has trouble saying no, they tend to take it personally. Mm -hmm. When there may not be any personal intent behind it, it's just like, no, I just don't want to do this today, or I don't, this doesn't feel right, or I have other things, whatever. They may just say, no, I, I'm good. Thank you for asking, though. They tend to be like, take it personally and turn this. As people, we like to create stories, right? So this person may create this big story. And I've seen such little things turn into such big things for very little reason at all for just that. And it has to do with the comfortability of saying yes and no. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of those people who feel like, yeah, this person said no to me without any explanation, can you believe that? I would guess that you struggle with saying no in such a way. And you can see this as an opportunity to learn from that person because obviously that person is doing it fine and you can learn to say no. And you may say, oh, why should I be horrible? Like this person was horrible to me by saying no without an explanation if you're taking it personal, but just notice that you're taking it personal and notice that that person is caring for himself or herself first. And that's a quality that you could also learn from. And I'm not saying be selfish, but like I said, 
there is no clear balance between being selfish and wanting to have a good life, wanting to have time for yourself, wanting to be healthy, wanting to read that book that you always wanted to read or watch that series that you always wanted to watch. And you will have to figure out for yourself what the right balance is. And if somebody's balance doesn't fit your balance or doesn't fit your agenda, it doesn't make that person selfish. And if you think that you're giving and giving and giving and the world is not giving back to you, well, maybe your balance is slightly off. That you are saying yes to too many things where you feel like you're sacrificing so much and people are not paying back, if you see. I have a question for you, Ela. Let's say you're hosting a dinner party, hypothetically, okay? And you send out invitations and you invite a certain number of people. Would you rather one of your guests just say, no, I'm not coming or no, thank you and not show up or say yes when they wanted to say no and show up, but be miserable that they're there? <laughs> I think this is not a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I agree. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of yeah. people who have problems saying no will force themselves to go. Yeah. And then that even if they put on a great facade and they put on a yeah. great face and they smile, it's still not genuine. So the energy is still there. And believe me, if you're that person who turns up miserable, you're not going to please the host because the host is going to say, what was wrong with her all night? She wouldn't talk. And then you're guilty again. And if you didn't turn up, you would feel guilty anyway, but at least you would have time to digest whatever the issues or feelings or experiences you are having. So just see that being honest for yourself is more important here and having that time for yourself when needed. And that honesty, that saying no is the outcome of that honesty. And you can say it just like that. You could say that, you know what, I would love to come. But I have this issue that I would like to look into tonight. And I know if I come, you know, I would really enjoy it. But please understand that this is something I need to sort out. However, I will be there next time. Or why don't we just meet for a coffee or something else, you know? And like I said, you don't have to explain yourself. But if you feel guilty about that, this is a mid-step. At least you say no with an explanation until you're comfortable with saying, no, I can't. I'm really sorry, but I hope you guys have fun. You don't need excuses. And people sometimes who have genuine excuses think that the excuse is not good enough and make up for something else. That's also silly because you're lying to yourself, whereas you don't have to offer any excuse. So if you're someone who doesn't have any issue around saying no, but come up with excuses, feel like you need to, just reconsider. Do you really need to? Do people care what your excuse is or do they care whether you come or not? If you're phrasing it kindly, I don't think you need to come up with any excuse. Now, here's another situation I'll give you because this is something I had to overcome and I was made aware of it as my behavior was this way. And because, you know, in the past, I had problems saying no, but I wouldn't say yes just to appease people. What I would do is let's say I got an email or something about something that I wanted to say no to. What I would do is instead of typing a response back and saying no, I would just push it to the side and say, I'll get to it later. 
And inevitably, I would never get to it. It would get lost in the shuffle, so they would get a no response. So to me, it was easier to not respond than it was to say no when I wanted to say no. And so I recognized this behavior a few times, and then I began to make the shift to saying, okay, I just have to say no. I just have to step up and say, this isn't good, or this isn't happening yet, or this is something that I need to work on. So what I think a lot of people do too is, and this happens with decision too, not just yes or no, it's when they have to make an important decision in their lives, they will end up making no decision at all to put off the decision, but that in and of itself is a decision. So if you're someone who will get an invitation and doesn't want to go to something, for instance, we'll stick with this example, but you never send the RSVP back either way just because you don't want to say no, but you really don't want to go, how do you rectify that? I think this kind of pattern is a repeating pattern in one's life in different areas. It's like it's coming from, I don't want to face this problem. Is there a solution which doesn't involve facing this problem? And I will just encourage anyone who struggles with this to look into other areas of your lives and see where you avoid problems. Because this sounds like just a slice in the cake. And if it is just this, or if, if there are other areas, well, you created this pattern of avoidance because it worked. It worked to some degree. We adopt strategies when they work, when they serve us, or when they protect us. So it's one of the either. But it's not the only strategy. And generally, these strategies that we adopt, we adopt them maybe years ago. Like it could be a strategy from your childhood that you avoided to respond to some friend who never called you and the issue was solved. But today you're in a different place. Maybe there is another strategy that requires a little more effort that you need to say no, which is an unpleasant thing, but would lead you to feel better about yourself because you had the courage to face the issue. And always where the way to growth comes from, going to places that we don't want to go, you know, replacing strategies that we feel a bit outdated. They're easy because we've been doing them, practicing them for a long time, but trying out new strategies that can serve us better. And I really feel owning yourself, like almost like reparenting yourself in these situations are priceless. So if you were your own child, what would you say to this little child? Like what's the best way to approach a problem? Just avoid it or Okay, go to that uncomfortable place and say no and be clear about it and feel good about it. Which one? Yeah, that's a great point. To me, it became more painful to leave things open than it was to close them. Even if it was painful to close them, at least you have that closure. Mm -hmm. And that's where that came from. And the other thing was I noticed from this behavior that a lot of people get more angry with no response than they do with a negative response. Like I would get people that, you know, they send me messages about certain things and maybe I'm just, it wasn't that I didn't want to respond. It was just maybe I'm busy with something else and I didn't want to switch my focus and then I would just forget. So it wasn't like I didn't answer because I was afraid. It was just, it slipped my mind, whatever. But then I would get angry messages like three or four days later about not hearing from me. 
And then that's when I'd have to own up and face it. And so then there would be other ones that were like, can we do this? And I'd want to say no, but that's so, but I didn't want to say no right then because it was just harder to say no. So I would just brush it off to the side. And then they would write back a few weeks later and say, if the answer was no, I'd rather you just say no, this is really disrespectful. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I just don't want to do it, you know? So that's how I learned, okay, it's better to just say no. It's better to just tell the truth and be honest and let the chips fall where they may. Because even if the response is unfavorable, at least you're up front with it. Yeah. At least you're not trying to shroud anything. And it's interesting, no, because in this case, it sounds like the other person took it personal. Yes. <laughs> and, this, and this wasn't just once. This happened multiple times. And that's when I knew I had to address sure. it and fix it. But this is like our conditioning. Like we all do that. We take things personal, whether it's a yes, we take it personal. Yeah. Oh, he said yes to me, you know, to this person here. Right. And or he said no to me personally, he rejected me or he mm -hmm. didn't reply to me. How dare, you know, it's like we are conditioned mm -hmm. to take things personal, but it doesn't have to be this way. Just remember, everyone is their own hero. Mm -hmm. Everyone is acting in their own movie. It's not about you. Everyone is like worried about their own life, their own image, their own personality, their own health, their own growth, their own affairs. When you say no, it's not actually, and if you are the receiver of this no, it's not about you. It's about the person struggling with something and saying no. Absolutely. I mean, I think saying no is a good practice. It's something that I've worked on, especially in business. I mean, specifically in business, you have to be focused and you have to be able to say yes, but you also have to be able to say no. And I know that a lot of people say to say yes to everything and figure it out later. Well, I think you need to say yes to the things that help you get where you want to go with your business or with your relationship or with your life. And you need to be able to say no to the things that are going to hinder you from getting to where you want to be. Because deferring some of your time to things that aren't going to help you grow in the direction you want to grow is going to really stunt your growth more than anything. Mm -hmm. So being able to say no can be part of that growth. Yeah. And finally, I believe there are like two approaches here. One is like, okay, I'm afraid to say no. I'm just going to go out and do it, you know. And it's a method that can work for some people. You have to know which one is better for you. And then there is another method that says, okay, I'm afraid to say no. I'm going to dig in and find out why. And both are valid methods and both will work for some people and we are all different. So you will have to try or figure out or just see which one resonates with you and try that one. Like for me personally, I've never been that kind of pushing me around, never worked for me. Now, I always have to say, okay, I have some resistance here. Let me find out where it's coming from. And as I see the resistance and understand why it's there, I could remove it. But for some people, it's not necessary. They can just push it, you know, say no, maybe make 10 phone calls where they know they're going to get no's and then break the resistance. And it's the same. It's just different ways arriving at the same kind of place. So whichever works for you, do that. Great stuff as always, Ela. Do you have any exercises or any homework for the uh, audience? Just first, I think if you're saying no enough and see saying no as a way of caring for yourself. And if you're fine with it, that's okay, then good job. But if you feel like, no, I could do with more time for myself or no, I could check this balance of 
wanting to have a better life, more time, and so on, versus being selfish. Which part of the scale you find yourself? And if it's slightly off, correct it. And don't forget, just because you correct it at once, it doesn't mean it's going to stay balanced. Things change. You change. Your circumstances change. So you will have to check again and again and make sure that you're in a healthy position where you can care for yourself and also express your gratitude with going to invitations by friends and saying yes. So we are seeking for the right balance for you here. So check within. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ela. Again, awesome stuff. The power of saying no, practicing saying no. If you want to call us and let us know how you're doing with that or how you've overcome that to be able to say no or how saying no has positively impacted your life and the people around you, you can call us at 424-625-5562 and share that with us. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com. And as always, keep up with us online. Peacefulease.com is the website. Eli, again, thank you. And I'm looking forward to hearing the interviews coming in the following episodes. Thank you, Mario. And thank you, everyone, for listening. For Eli Crane, I'm Mario Perekas. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.